Both our teams asked for this episode about summer executive functioning projects. So here you go, CAP Educational Therapy Group and Maya Therapist. And if you're a parent and you want to work on executive functioning this summer, this one's for you too. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 112 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. It's summer. Thank goodness. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> This has been a very strange year. It's a strange time. But is it starting to feel normal to you, Steph? Yeah, because I'm doing more normal things. Me too. I'm having the same experience. I was thinking this morning of what it felt like waking up at the end of March into April. Mm -hmm. How every day I was so exhausted. I was just tired and drained. A lot of information coming at us and yeah, a lot of texts going around and yeah, people sharing articles. And I don't know that I ever want to go back to being as busy as I was before. <laughs> Fair enough. I've kind of gotten used to doing one or two things a day as opposed to 17 things a day. So, you know, maybe there was a good side of this, but certainly wouldn't be good if I wasn't fortunate enough to not have anybody in my life really impacted. Everybody in my life is healthy. Thank goodness. So yeah, exactly. I wouldn't want to imply otherwise. Yeah. Fair enough. So here we are with executive functioning over the summer. So you've heard us talk about executive functioning a lot, and this episode is really just to take aim on executive functioning in a time when school isn't giving us the executive functioning practice or the fact that we throw kids into having to do heavy-duty executive functioning. Since it's a little bit more relaxed and there's more time, and we've talked about some of these before, but let's have some fun. Yeah. I love doing these sorts of projects. And I love talking to my clients over the summer, like, okay, what project do you want to do this summer? What do you want to start with? Mm. I've given them a list, several of them. And I was telling you last week, the client, we were deep into looking at apartments yes, and cars. You and I were waiting to meet and you're like, oh, sorry, we got too into it. (laughs) Because we're working on an executive functioning project. And she was so excited about it. So this is why we're just going to throw out some ideas. And if you have any ideas, please. Oh, we would love to have that conversation in the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group. Come hang out with us. Yeah, definitely. So now that school is over and it's summer, let's go through and get rid of last year's stuff. Yes. There are very few times in life where you actually are going back as a student and looking at papers that you wrote previously, looking at tests that you wrote previously. I think the one caveat to that is do not get rid of math notes so that you can remind yourself in the future. And we've talked about this in other episodes about math, but if you've built that sort of math repertoire, if you will, Mm -hmm. you want to hold on to that. But pretty much for everything else, you're very highly unlikely to go back and look at it. Or need it. Or need it. So for getting rid of 100 things, and at some point two years down the line, you need one thing, it was still worth it to get rid of the 100 things, and you'll figure it out two years from now. That's what Google is for. Yep. 
We do this a lot with clients as well, even virtually, right, is cleaning and organizing their desk and their room, just resetting for the new school year. We always advocate for the first phase of educational therapy and the assessment phase is taking stock of their things and their time. So right now we're talking about their things, but also when it comes to their time, free up their calendar. Mm -hmm. If they have all their classes that are repeating events, as they should, on their calendar, then that's not happening right now. And believe me, there is nothing more that they love than deleting classes off their calendar. Steph, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. It's so therapeutic. And having white space in your calendar, I love it. I love it too. When I see that I have two hours, I'm like, ooh, Mm -hmm. what can I do? Mm -hmm. Last night I made ice cream. Did you make the strawberry? No, I didn't make the strawberry. I made my grandmother's pink ice cream recipe for my father for Father's Day. You made that last night? Yes, because I'm giving it to him on Friday. This will be out of context because we'll be several weeks out from Father's Day by the time you hear this episode. But I (laughs) was just confused. Father's Day was two days ago. I got you. You're celebrating late. Moving on. Moving on. Yep, moving on. So the project that I was talking about with my student and we were just deep into looking at apartments and cars Yeah, is this reality check project. And it's a good project for middle schoolers. And it's basically giving them a yearly salary and having them figure out how they can live and pay their bills and what they can afford and pay taxes and all of those things and decide what they're going to do for a living and look up how much the median income is for that profession. So that's always a really fun one. So we were looking at apartments and she was deciding, no, this apartment I don't like. This apartment looks great and I can afford it. How old was she? She's going into eighth grade. What a great, great lesson. For an eighth grader. She loved it. And so we picked on what were the hard no's and what are the negotiables? Right, right, right. It's the grown-up decisions that we all make when we're moving or with everything. Exactly. So we went through, you know, apartments.com and we were looking at everything and what city, where, all those things. She wants to live in Palm Springs. I do too. (laughs) We found a great apartment and it was under $1,200. It was great. Under $1,200? Yeah, for a one-bedroom. Let's all move to Palm Springs. If you're listening in another part of the country where $1,200 seems like a lot to you, Steph and I are both like, that sounds great for a one-bedroom. That just (laughs) goes to show how expensive California is. Yeah, yeah. So that's really fun. If you want to build something out or have your student build something out or find something online, it's amazing to have them go through the process and have them learn. They don't know how many hours in a week are typical for working. When I told the kids that it was 40, they were like, oh, it was so interesting. I'm going to do this with a client later today. Thanks for reminding me about it. Yeah, you're welcome. So this is one that I love doing. I love planning a trip with a client. This is really fun because you start with, again, the budget. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing to me is how shocked they are about how quickly money goes. Mm -hmm. They always start with a budget that like you or I would know would not yield any results of the type of trip that they want. So I had a client who said that she wanted to go to Hawaii Mm -hmm. and she wanted to stay at the Grand Wailea. And she's like, okay, $500. (laughs) That was her budget. And I was like, oh, bless your heart. I said, let's go with it. Let's go with it. And let's see. And she was like, that's how much it costs per night. Uh And I was like, oh, Yes, babe. And then it's also, how are you getting there? 
What's your transportation going to be like once you're there? Mm-hmm. What about the food that you have to eat? Which, side note, when Adam and I planned our honeymoon, we did not factor into food. We had a budget. We spent the whole budget on the trip and, like, mm-hmm. and the hotel. But whatever. And there's, you know, entertainment. and, and are, What know. are the activities you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to drop your kids at daycare? At the Grand Mylea. Yeah. All these things need to be factored in. And it's very interesting to watch Little Minds kind of grasp the bigger things. And all these projects, the reason why they are good executive functioning projects is because there's multiple elements that they have to manage simultaneously and hold on to simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And we even go so far as they need to pick out the flight. Yes. And they don't know to look at how many hours a flight is just because it's cheaper. Right. And I had a kid that was looking at a flight that was 30 39 hours. Right. And I said, this is a week trip and you want to take a 39 hour flight? And he was like, oh. Yep. Understanding time and understanding all the elements that need to go into what you do if you ever plan a vacation for your family is something that they just have no idea about. And they get really excited. It's fun. We'll talk more about this, but all these projects should have some sort of framework. And a loose framework for an executive functioning project is what do I want to get done and what are the steps that need to happen planning backwards from that. So you almost can think about before you leave on a trip, while you're on a trip, and then coming home from a trip. Yeah. You just want to put structure into it. Yeah. And that could be for a kid or a younger student that has never done it before. So if creating that structure for them. But as they get older, or if this is the second time around, they need to create the framework. Yep. And it can be visual. It can be a graphic organizer. It doesn't have to be like a list. Yeah, exactly. All right. We've talked about this one before. Yeah. Cooking project. And so that could be planning a meal for your family. And that includes going to the store and having a budget. What are you going to make? How much do you need? What ingredients do you have at home? We've talked about this one a lot. It's always a great project to do. And something that you have to do in your home anyway, so mm-hmm. you might as well have your kids help you. <laughs> it's also a great way to get kids to eat something different. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And teach them how to cook. They need to know yep. how to cook anyway. So creating a board game, this is always a favorite of mine because I literally get a big poster board and have the kids create a game. And they have to write out the rules just like we would get if we bought the game. And they have to make the pieces and all of that. And then... You have to plan and figure out what happens in this scenario. So they have to test it. Everything, you know, a car or everything that they sell, it needs to be tested. So we'll sit there and test out the game and come up, find the kinks, and then they have to adjust. This also helps with flexibility because sometimes they have something in their mind that this is how it goes, but that doesn't actually work. Right. So... Building any sort of board game, and it can be just creating a simple Monopoly type game or doing something super creative. They love it. And I love seeing, this is one that I haven't done as much. I think I've maybe done this once, but I love it when you do it with your clients and seeing the end results. Oh my gosh. And you display it. I've done some interesting ones. Yeah. And sometimes some of the kids want to play the other kids' games. That's awesome. Super fun. Like I've gotten like playing cards and gotten stickers and put them on the playing cards and then they rewrite the playing cards so they're actually hard cards instead of like paper. Yeah. It looks legit. So that's fun. 
Love. Okay, what's next? Building a business. So, Steph, you mainly wrote this episode. I love that you put building a business on here because that's something that you and I really enjoy doing. Oh, yeah. Such a great idea. Do you have a website? What type of clients are you going to work with? Are you going to sell something? How are you going to get your product if you're going to sell it? All of those things. Yeah. How are you going to structure your day? When you're a business owner, all those things, which leads us directly into building a website or as I'm doing with a client, lots and lots of Google slides presentations Mm -hmm. and love both of those things because those projects, when we are building our websites, that is never done. Is it? It's true. And you know, if you don't want to give them the framework for that, we've talked about this before, but I think using the iPad. There's plenty of games. There's Osmo. Oh, we love Osmo. And there's also Motion Math, which also has them creating a cupcake shop or a pizza parlor. Uh-huh. The another one that we love, and again, this is going to the area of interest for the learners in your life. So we have a lot of kids who really love social media. We love social media. So planning out your content. And sometimes this can mean planning out our content for future <laughs> podcast episodes yep. or our at cap at therapy or at my therapist Instagram handles, but creating what that plan looks like. How can we make it more efficient? What is the caption going to be? What hashtags are we going to use? These are all the reasons I've put a pause on at cap therapy <laughs> Instagram yes. lately because it is a lot of effort and investment, but definitely there's a lot of good things sitting on that account. So definitely go take a look at it. Yeah. I started an account recently with a client and she has trouble starting. Yeah. So literally that's all we're going to practice is starting. It's a great idea. This is another one. Oftentimes the learners in our practice are experts at something and it may not be something that we know much about. So creating a presentation, creating a masterclass, what would the masterclass on dinosaurs (laughs) <laughs> Roblox be. Yeah. I know nothing about Roblox, but a lot of the learners in my practice know a lot about Roblox. And so creating that masterclass and how do you start? What is the middle part of it? What's the ending part? You see how I'm putting a structure and a framework already into it. Mm-hmm. The next one is self-publish a book. And, you know, it could be something that is literally as simple as a Google Doc. But It could also be something that they actually really do self-publish because you can do that with Amazon these days. And that goes into creating a whole business. Oh, yes. So they can write a story about whatever they want. And I know some kids that have written these cool stories about Pokemon or have written cool stories of all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. So they could self-publish a book. That would be fun. I love this idea. Because we love this idea. (laughs) Start a podcast. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to put it up on Apple Podcasts. It doesn't mean that you actually have to make it available. It doesn't have to be anything fancy because let me just say, podcasting is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. This is a (laughs) commitment and it requires a lot of time from us every week. It costs a lot of money. And so we're not suggesting going off and starting your own podcast. But this is another way to show what you know. And especially if they're passionate about a certain topic, why not have something where you're working on? And then why not have them release it? You can make the decision to go put it out there if you want to, right? Yeah. And so 
You got to figure out what the episode's going to be. You got to write the episode. You have to make time to record the episode. It provides some structure for sure for our week because I can do whatever I want with clients and move basically almost everything else in my life around. I usually cannot move podcasting around because of your schedule, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a conversation that we have to have. So finding a friend and letting your kids, friends entertain each other by working on a project like this could be really, really cool. And then this is something that I wanted to talk to you about. Steph, I really want to pair a rising fourth grader up with either a third, fourth, or fifth grader who will be their story writing buddy. Oh, uh-huh. Like a story where yes. like... And so this is something that I've done when I've had kids around the same age is I get them started on a story and then each session the other person adds to it and they love it. And they don't meet each other. They don't know who each other are necessarily, Mm -hmm. but they love getting to see how they responded. And then we also set them up with a question. So my question to you is, do you have somebody in your practice or a learner who would be a good fit? One that likes robots, dinosaurs, Marvel, superheroes who would benefit from working on writing? Do you need to think about it? I will think about it. Think about it because I'd really like to find a partner for one of my clients to do this. Okay. See, using the podcast to pay it forward with our clients. So here we go. Whenever you have an executive functioning project, it's really important to do the metacognition and the thinking aloud. And metacognition is the thinking about thinking. So it's the talking out loud of what needs to happen and how you formulate an action plan, and really how you document the action plan as well. And putting that all in a place and in a space and in a way that is easily accessible. So if you have a kid who's super visual, drawing pictures with words underneath it, step one. Mm -hmm. Step two, if you have an older student and they already have a calendar, using that calendar. Let's plan backwards. Are we going to look at the calendar from a weekly perspective, from a daily perspective, or a monthly perspective? How much time do you think it needs? All these are questions that you want to be asking, and then you also want to provide that framework, the before, middle, and after. This is the end goal. How do we work backwards? What needs to happen? And if this is the first time you've done executive functioning in this way in your home or with your learners, label what executive functioning is. Use the language of everything. Mm -hmm. Model everything. You know, in teaching, it's always I do, we do, you do. You might have to stay in the I do, Mm -hmm. that you're modeling it, but they're engaged with you because it's a topic that they're interested in and a platform and medium that they're interested in. Yeah. And you know what? If none of these are things that your learner wants to do, ask them to think of something they might want to do. They might come up with something amazing. Mm -hmm. I have a client in my practice who wants to learn like a music production program. Great. Hmm. I don't need to know anything about this music production program, but I can help you structure time for it and goals for it. Mm -hmm. And which YouTube videos do you want to watch on which day? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. That is all the executive functioning work that I can help her get to her own goal. That's great. So Smarties, hope that you enjoyed this and let us know if you come up with something amazing or show us if you do one of these things with a learner or a client or your child. Send us a picture. We love it. We'd love to see it. That'd be so fun. So Smarties, have a great week. Have a great week.